Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Tyler, the intro, man. The last, the last ode, really, to the John Gruden era of Raider football. I think next time we're on the pod, uh... Brand new intro. Uh, am I right? Brand new intro. Wow. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, uh, what a wild last couple of weeks has been. We've been off the airways for a couple of weeks. I mean, we're all dads. You know, Tyler, uh, just life comes up. Life comes at you quick, doesn't it? it? Uh, especially as a Raider fan. Run down. Well, since the last time we podcasted, which hasn't been that long ago. But in podcast years, it's been significant. What yes, have we has. gone through since the last time we pleasured the airwaves? Holy Moses. Where, where do I begin, Micah? So the last time we spoke, well, not the time that we spoke. We speak every day. But the last time that we pleasured the airwaves, we had just come off a loss to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And that was a drubbing of the tune to the tune of 28 to 14. We then were playing the Bears. We all, I think, picked us to beat the Bears at home. And guess what, Micah? We laid an egg. That's right. We lost to the Bears 20 to 9. And we made Justin Fields look like an all pro quarterback. Looked like Lamar Jackson running around. Looked like, yeah, we made. We made him look better than Lamar Jackson because we kind of stopped Lamar Jackson. That's true. And then, Micah, you alluded to it earlier. We lost our head coach. We lost our head Uh. coach, John Gruden, who'd put together a pretty decent squad of players, I think, and had finally gotten the right defensive coordinator in the building. And we lost him because of an investigation into the Washington football team. Now, you tell me how that works real out when nobody from Washington really gets punished and we lose our head coach. I don't get that one. That's like two and two makes eight there. Yes. Uh, And there were things said that shouldn't have been said. I'm not going to condone what what he said. Um, But we lost our head coach and we got in... Rich Basaccia, who I just pronounced it better than the beat writer who covers the Raiders when he, <laughs> dis, when he, uh, Coach Basaccher, uh, it's Basaccia. Uh, oh, Basaccia. Anyways, yeah. we got some dumb beat writers that are horrible. Anyways, I'm off the point. That's where we were, Micah. That's where we were when we last spoke. Wow. Now. Wow. We went but after wait, that. There's more. Wait, there's more. Um, what we 
what we thought couldn't get any worse kind of did. Yes. And so we go in with Coach Rich Basaccia. We get him his first win against the Denver Donkeys in Bronco country. Great win, by the way. Great win. 34-24. And really, they scored like a garbage time touchdown. It really shouldn't have even been that close. Yeah, it should it have been a, a seven. drubbing. It was a drubbing. It was a drubbing. Uh, so we beat them. And we think, you know what? Maybe Gruden was holding the offense back because Olsen called a good game. Carr called a good game. Yeah. We go into the Eagles and we find out, guess who's out for that game? None other than Darren uh, Waller. Like literally the day before, all right. of a sudden. All of a sudden, Waller is gone and yeah. we're like, oh, fetch. Well, what's going on now? Yeah, because the Eagles had like the 14th ranked defense in the NFL. So I mean, they're not scrubs. It was like, no. okay, they're a solid defense, no doubt. Solid defense and our offensive line manhandled those oh, suckers. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, James had a good day. Simpson had a good day. Colton Miller put up his typical numbers. And even Turnstile Parker wasn't too terrible, though he has given up 10 pressures, I think, in the past um, two games that he's played. So not not real great on on that front, on the right side. But Leather Sandal looks like he's much better at the right guard position. And um, so we're, we're kind of feeling good about ourselves. We get a, um, I believe, it 33-22 to 22 win over the Eagles. Uh, the defense looked good. Our offensive line looked good. Jacobs goes out with this mysterious injury, uh, kind of right at halftime. Yeah. And it's allegedly his pectoralis muscle, his chest. And then he comes out with this cryptic Instagram post. It ain't my chest. I'm tired of explaining. And we're like, oh, crap. Like, what? What is going on? We're going into our bye week. Can't we just get along? And that was our biggest, that was our biggest worry, Micah, right. going into our, into our bye week. Well, and it was exciting because, like, we have all these players, you know, Mullins injured, all these players. You know, it's like, let's get everybody healed up. I felt like the bye week came at the perfect time. Jacob's still ailing a little bit. You know, Carr at one point got rolled up in a few games ago. I was like, sweet. Get everybody healed up, looking good. We had a few defensive tackles out. You know, we're gonna be able we're gonna be rocking and rolling. This is a good time. Let's get after it. Two weeks from now we're gonna be ready for the New York football giants. So anyway. in in the Meadowlands. Yes. We're gonna be ready. We're gonna be good. And then Monday morning, I'm still I'm still trying to process this, and it's still kind of raw. So bear with me. Um, Henry Ruggs the third, a our leading wide receiver, our first round draft pick in 2020, decides to drive impaired in his brand new 2020 Chevy Corvette. He's driving down Rainbow Boulevard in Las Vegas with a blood alcohol content of .161, a loaded gun underneath his front seat, and he goes and rear-ends a lady driving 156 miles an hour, decelerating to 127 miles an hour when the airbags exploded, sending this lady's car 
over 500 feet down the road and his car also 500 feet down the road. The car's engulfed in flames. The lady and her dog die. The Raiders that night cut Henry Ruggs III. And here we sit, Micah. It's a Thursday night, and I'm still trying to process why that had to happen. Not just because of football, Micah. It's It's not a football thing at this point. It is why somebody with as much money, he could have bought an Uber, he could have bought a Lyft, he could have paid a taxi, he could have called Derek Carr at 3 in the morning and said, dude, I need a ride. He could have called anybody. He the said, dude could have Derek, put out an Instagram post saying, yo, yeah. I need a ride home. Yeah, buzzed. you know how many... would have had about 20,000 Raider fans in the Vegas area say, bro, where are you at? Let me come pick you up. Absolutely. Yep. He sent a video to Carr and Renfro of his golf swing at Top Golf at midnight. There's there are a lot there's a lot of layers to this, Micah, and I've I've tried to peel back layers like unto an onion. Right. And and they just don't add up. It just doesn't make sense. It's a it's a senseless act. It's, it's it was selfish. Yeah. It was stupid. So it avoidable. Very avoidable. And now I did find out this today is that I had heard that the NFL has like this Uber type program set up for all of their employees. So all the players have access to, hey, I'm drunk. I can get a cab home or I can get this ride home. And it comes from the NFL. That's not the case anymore. Uh, The NFL did away with that, but they do stress the importance of being smart when you're driving and when you're out having a good time. Micah, these these are young kids. I get that. I, I'm I'm an old fogey. I'm 35. I come I go to work, I come home, I be with my kids. I've never partied. I've never done things like that. And I understand that you're handing young men, especially first round draft picks, you're handing them millions of dollars when perhaps their lives have not granted them the opportunity to have that much money in their life before. Uh, I don't think that's any excuse for people to act how they do. Right. And and I'm just I'm just kind of I'm just kind of babbling at this point, but I I have really tried to look at this from a lot of different ways and it's just the big question is why would you put your your life the lives of others the life of your girlfriend, the life of your daughter, your career. Why would you put that on the line? I, I, the, I, don't, I don't get it. You are literally set for the rest of your life. Even if Henry Ruggs III sucked for the rest of his career, Micah, he had, he had money. He had the money. It, he probably at worst would have been a journeyman wide receiver picking up, you know, a, a one-year contract here and a one-year contract here. This is at worst, but Micah, he was our leading wide receiver. Right. He was having a breakout year. Yeah. And yeah. then to do this senseless act is just mystifying to me. I 
I don't know. Maybe you can shed some light on it, but I just, I don't understand. And first off, I, I guess I, I should have done this first, but condolences from my part, from our part here at Behind the Eye Patch, go out to the family of, of um, I believe it was T- Tina Tinto is her name. Mm. Just so sad. Such a, such a travesty. She's right like two blocks away from home. Uh, just, you know, it's just... It's just, uh, it's too bad. And there were other details in it that this is a family-friendly show, Micah. I won't get into yeah, those details. It was horrific. But I mean, it truly it, was horrific. It was. And what, what happened? And my heart goes out in a way to Henry Ruggs' family as well. Like, I'm sure they're grieving. They're having a hard time processing this. I'm sure Henry himself is having a hard time processing this. And, uh, you know, Carr was there to to you know, kind of have his back in a press conference. Good for Carr, you know, good job. Way to be, way to be the bigger man and, and forgiving and such. But it's just, I see, like, what if that was my kid in that car, Micah? What if that was my wife or or my family? Like, and that could be so avoidable. It just, it, it, I just, I, I try to make sense of it and I can't. I guess I'll leave it at that, that heart, my heart goes out to the, to really everybody involved, uh, especially and more so to the girl that was an innocent bystander in all of this and really shouldn't be deceased at this point. She had a long life to live. Right, right. It was, you know, we had talked about that. It's such an avoidable thing. And it's it's something that it we you know not to do. Right, like it's not it's not a gray area. It's not like, oh, I didn't know. You know, nobody right. doesn't not know. Look, if you've had too much to drink, you shouldn't drive. That, right. I, I don't care if you're 15 years old. I don't care if you're 35 years old, if you're 65 years old. That is something that is just like hammered. I was telling you this in, in, our, in our group chat that like, I don't care like what, political party you're affiliated with if there's one thing i think everybody could probably agree on whether you're democrat republican independent whatever the heck else is out there like everybody could agree on you shouldn't drink and drive like that would get a unanimous vote of, of approval from everybody so this is something that's not it's 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 so obvious that you shouldn't do this it's it's so like well no duh that and maybe that's why it's it happens and it because because this happens every day you know this kind of thing happens every day just not typically with high profile players like this that you know people go they get buzzed they get drunk they smoke too much they drink too much they do a little both whatever and then they go get behind the wheel and and it's is it something that's become like Everybody should know this so much that people don't care anymore. You know, it's it's almost like saying, hey, you should put your seatbelt on when you're in the vehicle. It's like, well, yeah, you should put your seatbelt on the vehicle. Like, you know, you don't want to get ejected and thrown, you know, 100 feet out your front window and across the pavement, you know, if you get in a car accident or get rear-ended or whatever, you know. Um, right. It's such a like, a, well, yeah, you should. Uh, that 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 it's even, but even that, like people will debate you on that. People are like, oh, you shouldn't tell me to put a 
Do I have to? I should have to wear a seatbelt or not? So it's it's so it's 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 such something that everybody knows. Henry Ruggs knows better. I don't care what age you know. At twenty two years old, he knows better than this. And and now it is so sad because you have like as like you were saying you have. Could you imagine if that was like your your daughter? I mean, I mean, stop for a minute and imagine if that was your wife, your daughter, your 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 husband, your son, that had gotten hit and, and just and died senselessly, just trying to, from a son, like go home or leave the house or whatever. Yeah, she had just dropped off her friend and was just going home. Yeah, and, and then and then from Rugg's perspective, here's a guy who's just signed a multi million dollar contract, who's worked his whole life to get to this point, his whole life. High school, college, been to classes on time, kept his grades up, kept hit the weight room probably every day for the last 10 years of his life, maybe not, maybe seven years of his life, eight years of his life. Um, finally made it, finally made it, and threw it all away on one decision. Literally, one yeah. decision has literally altered the course of his life forever. Because oh, and, when you, you do and something, and not just his life, but the the life of you know, yeah, of somebody, somebody else. that's not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, of, and, and, and altered the victim's life, the victim's family's life, uh, his own life, Ruggs's life, his now his family's life. Like there, it, it, it's it's such a selfish thing, really. At the end of the day, a selfish act um, to to flirt with in a sense to 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 try to think that you can get away with or oh that's not going to happen to me or whatever he was thinking which i doubt he was doing much thinking at all at that point with a with, with a blood alcohol content that was twice the legal limit um and i guess that's the that you know therein lies the problem and 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 it's look i'm all for people having a good time i'm all for people you know, however they want to enjoy that. I also have issue though with why on a, you know, we talked about this as well, Tyler. It's a game week. Why are you right. out till three o'clock in the morning? I, I thought like like professional athletes. I thought they had like strict like they'd be in bed by ten ten thirty. You know, they've got right. to get rest. They let their bodies heal. They've got to stay on a schedule because like these are these are well oiled machines. And they have right. to be. Um, so, I, you know, that to me, I, that shocked me. It was like 3.23 in the morning. Or I'm like, what in the world are you doing out at that time? What? Why are you out, like, car at, at midnight? We get some, not saying this is anybody else's fault, but, like, if my teammates texted me at midnight during game week, say, hey, I'm out, I'm, I'd be like, what are you doing out? Like, you need to go get rested up. We got practice this week. We got to start focusing up. You know, we, we're 5-2. and two. It's not, you know... Now, I'm not trying to pin that on anybody, on Carr or, or Renfro or anybody, but, like, that shocked me, I guess, uh, as just as, as somebody who isn't a professional athlete. I kind of just took for granted that, like, these guys were on a stricter schedule than that, which might explain sometimes why you see these players or whatever show up to games. It's like, wait, they did, you know, the old phrase, they really didn't show up this week. Well, you know, if, if they stuff, were out till three in the morning yeah and i've heard stories with college players and stuff where they're literally trying to rein these guys in you know 
the night before a game. And and it just shocked me. I thought, wow, I can't believe like you know, high profile colleges let their players do this. But I guess at the end of the day, the players are their own people. They just strongly, strongly encourage you not to do this kind of thing. You know, you jeopardize maybe your spot on the team or your you know, that kind of thing when you choose to take this kind of stuff on. But yeah, it's it's just so it's so senseless. And now now here we sit. Ruggs, I mean, three days ago, was living his best life, had so much ahead of him. The young lady had like was just carrying on about her life, having a great weekend. And now, like this one just dumb decision that is such a mind like no brainer decision has now just changed so much. And it's it's it, sitting here now in my own house, it's kind of shocking to think that now Ruggs is waiting a week from now to figure out how long it's going to be before he can re-enter society, uh, which might be, I mean, up to, what is it, 26 years this yeah. dude could get. Well, and then if you add, if he got the maximum, I've seen upwards of 46 because he's got a couple um charges the the DUI that led to a, a death and then you've got reckless driving um which the is firearm a, as well and a firearm now yeah, yeah that they found underneath his front seat it's and illegal to number one carry a loaded firearm with you unless you have a concealed weapons permit number two I don't honestly know if Nevada has a concealed weapons what their laws are some states are doesn't matter if you have a concealed weapons permit you cannot have a concealed weapon some are you have to have a concealed weapons permit i know in idaho now uh you don't have to have a concealed weapons permit to carry a concealed weapon in idaho but when you are in the possession of said firearm under the influence that becomes a a breakable law that's that's a law you can't do that yeah um and and just, I mean, so many, like I said, so many different layers. It, it, it is sad in a way, um, like you mentioned this, that in one decision, I mean, he's been a good kid. There was, there was, you know, people that know him, they're like, he never, he doesn't do things like this. They, yeah. I watched yeah. the court proceedings. His, his lawyer was saying, you know what, I, he's never been in trouble ever. During his time at Alabama, he's never been in trouble. He won a national cha- He's going off on all these accolades trying to say show that this is a good kid who made one bad decision, but that one bad decision, man, was just horrific and right. not right. not condonable at all. Yeah. And he's he's paying the price for this. Yeah. And and rightfully so, I feel. Um Yeah. You know, whatever happens is is rightfully so and and you and just have to be smart you play dumb games you get dumb prizes i think is how the saying goes and this unfortunately is probably one of the dumber surprises or prizes that i have seen i mean i've been watching the raiders since i was probably four or five years old, man, 30 years. And I, I don't know. I mean, Barrett Robbins disappearing for the Super Bowl in 2002 doesn't hold a candle. I don't think to going out and doing, doing this and, yeah. uh, 
just just heart wrenching. It's so yeah. It, it's it's really a. Um, I didn't think. Yeah, we lose our coach. You know, a third of the way through the season, and I'm like, okay, you know, this this is weird. And then now, I'll, like, it just keeps getting worse. I'm like, good grief, what in the heaven? Like, what else? We're, you know, we're like, what else are we gonna find out? Is there anything else we want to like? If we finally have a good season going on here, five and two, things are looking up, and and man, it's it is tough to be a Raider fan sometimes. I tell you what, this is just this is just nuts. But anyway, it's it's over. It's said and done. Rugs is gone. Um, uh, there's really no excuse for it. I saw. Saw something on Twitter. Was it the the is it the wide receiver? Somebody Tooney for the I think it's the Giants. Um, yeah. Tried to make some you know hey we're young kids or whatever. it's like no that that's no excuse it's I don't you you're 22 years old you know better you know better I don't care if you got a ton of money and fame and whatnot there's no excuse for something like this I that's just not that doesn't cut it so um it's real tragic it, I mean it's really in every sense of the word it's tragic so. But now, Tyler, the Raiders have to pick themselves up after really kind of the last, I guess it's been about three weeks of hell. Um, yeah. And Well, you and, said, you mentioned, what are we going to find out next? It's like, is Hunter Renfro running some Ponzi scheme? Is, is he running <laughs> yeah. a like a... a an illegal gambling ring underneath Allegiant Stadium or yeah. something. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, it's not to make light of the situation, but crime and nitly. What yeah. what else can go wrong? I, like you, it sounds like something out of a movie. Or you know, I don't like, even think you could write this stuff, man. Yeah. it's like it, it, it's like real life. You know, it's real life because nobody comes up with this kind of nonsense that happens in a season like sure a coach can get fired in a season but for for heaven's sake like you lose oh just crazy stuff anyways coach gets fired for something that he said 10 years ago in an email that and he wasn't even with the organization that he was with now and and again not to make light of anything he said um but still and like no ramekin that's the thing that's gotten me to no ramifications for anybody else. This was an investigation in, into the Washington football team. This I like, know. Why was why did this even have to be quote unquote exposed? Like there's like six hundred and forty five thousand emails or and, some and, such. And that was the only thing, the only thing that was said out of line. I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that at all. And I don't think anybody else is. Um, there are very few, like nobody else is looking at it. It's like, yeah, you know, that's not, that's, that seems legit. <laughs> so it's, it's just incredible. But I have to say, through all of this, Derek Carr has handled himself admirably. I think he has really led the way for this team. Um, through the muck and the mire. We'll see what they look like this week. I mean, the way they played against the Eagles without Darren Waller was incredible. I mean, the last two weeks, Tyler, 17 points first half, 17 points second half, 17 points first half, 16 points second half. 
We've played our most complete football the last two weeks. Now, it has come against the Donkeys, which we all kind of knew they weren't that great. But their defense had been solid. And the Eagles, same thing. Not great, but their defense, I mean, it's a top 15 defense. So they weren't scrubs. So to put up 33 points was like, you know, that's that's to not... Dominate, yeah. To dominate the line of scrimmage the way they did too was just fantastic. That's not nothing. And then, you know, I start to hear some things. Oh, look, I was, I'm a Gruden fan. I was. You know, I... Um, I'm interested to see how all this plays out because then you started having little things like, you know, Josh Jacobs when he was like, yeah, it was kind of nice. Like there was nobody screaming and yelling on the sideline. It seemed real calm. And I thought, well, that's an obvious, even if he didn't mean it that way, that was an obvious, you know, backhand or right. you know, a little bit of a dig there. Um, right. And you know what? It could just be something as simple as the coaching method. You know, maybe what Gruden did 20 years ago worked for the team he was on. But right. what nowadays for the players he has and stuff, that just simply doesn't work. You know, I don't know. I'm interested to see. We've got the Giants. The East Coast have has never been kind to the Raiders. And after a bye has never been kind to the Raiders. Um, we got the Giants and we've got the Chiefs. I'm interested to see how this team, if they continue to come together and play um, as one but again, mad props to Carr for how he's handled all this, how he seems to continue to try to bring this team together, and really for kind of the words of encouragement that he, he not only towards Gruden, but also towards Ruggs, um, just shows a lot of leadership. And we've dinged Carr on this podcast, rightfully so, for some, for, for some of his play in the past and things like that, and you can agree or disagree with that, and that's fine. Nobody's left untouched on the podcast, nope. but but I have to say, I'll, real proud of how he's handled this whole thing and how he's been playing this year. It's been lights out, and if he can continue to do that and continue to basically lead the offense, which will in turn lead the defense, uh, this still has a chance. I mean, the, the season's not over. I'm not throwing no. my hands up in despair like, well, we lost rugs. There goes the season down the toilet. Right. You know. Um, well, and. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I, in all of my harshness of Derek Carr, one thing that I have never bagged on him for is the way that he goes about his personal business. Yeah. He is always very I humble, I think, is the word I want. He's always been humble. He's always been very... Um, consistent in his religious beliefs which i find some people find it annoying as a religious person myself i probably could learn something from that um but he has stepped up his leadership i've never really questioned his leadership i've questioned his play and his and his decisions on the field but off the field the dude is solid he's yep. he's a great guy and I, he's the kind I, of friend you kind of feel have. bad for him. Yeah, I mean, think of how many head coaches the kids had in eight years with the Raiders. He's gone through Dennis Allen. He's gone through um, uh, what's his bucket? Um, oh, anyway, uh, he's gone through a bunch of head yeah, Del Rio, yeah. Gruden. Um, I I think 
I think um, was Tom? Sperano. Yeah, I think Sperano, Sperano, Sperano was in there at one point as well. And he's just, you know, he's lost teammates, traded, you know, Khalil Mack's been traded. That was kind of a catastrophe. Yeah, it was. Uh, Antonio Brown was a catastrophe. Martavis Bryant didn't work out. Uh, Tyrell Williams didn't work out. And finally, it kind of seems like maybe this is the year where things start to work out. You lose your head coach. Now you've got Rich Basaccia. Uh, and then... And then you lose your number one target, maybe not number one, but leading wide receiver and a good friend. And like he handles himself in a very good good way. (laughs) You know, what else is going to wake up to and find, you know, like I said, Hunter Renfro running an illegal gambling ring or something. I mean, that's that's what's going to come out in three weeks. We need we need I'm about tempted to go hire like a a medicine man and go cleanse like all of the buildings in Las Vegas and (laughs) then go to Oakland and cleanse all those buildings and places and then go to LA and then back to Oakland again and just like cleanse everything from 1960 on up to 2021 because there is something that is just cursed something about this franchise yeah something (laughs) ain't right Betty it's just not it's not right and so yeah I don't know if like Allegiant Stadium is built on an ancient burial ground or (laughs) I mean I don't know but for crying out loud let's it's just crazy some of this stuff that happens to us as Raiders fans and yet here we are Micah I'm I'm still here we're still here and we're on top of the division still Tyler after a yes, bye week, we're five and two, and we're I mean, second in the conference. Yes, it, it, it second. If, if the playoffs were today, we'd have the second seed. Like, yeah, holy cow! And 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 so through all of that, honestly, I know it's a, an East Coast game. Not a major fan of that, but you've got Sterling Shepard out this week. You've got Saquon Barkley. That's probably going to be a scratch at this point. He hasn't practiced up to this point. It's Thursday. Um, there, He's got COVID testing. One test is saying he's positive. One test is saying he's negative. Um, last I heard on Monday night, he still had swelling and stuff in the ankle. That's why he couldn't play the Monday night game. The, che- or the, the, the Giants have a short week this week. They just came off of kind of a heartbreaking loss where they just continued to shoot themselves in the foot where, I mean, they could have easily at least taken that game to overtime or beat the Chiefs, in my opinion, had plenty of opportunities to do so. Um, says a lot about how far the Chiefs have fallen because the Giants aren't that good, let's be honest. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah, they're, I would put them at about the same level as the Denver Broncos, uh, yep. in my opinion. Um, you mentioned Barkley. Xavier McKinney, their safety, he he's a, a maybe not go because of COVID stuff. He didn't practice today or Wednesday. Dante okay. Pettis, another wide receiver, is out with a shoulder. He hasn't practiced at all this week. Um, they are they are the only good thing is that Kenny Galladay is perhaps back this week for the Giants. Um, and shoot, I mean he takes one. One shot to the ribs, and that guy's usually done for the game, anyways. Like he's right. just a, a walking 
injury. And so, I mean, there, there are a lot of things. Well, and today, Mike, I sent you that tweet that the Giants had no in-person practice. They had no in-person meetings because I guess COVID is running rampant through their facilities. So, I mean, yeah. if there was ever a time to go back east and be like, okay, let's break the curse, this is the time. Yeah, uh, to, to get back on track after after the rugs tragedy after I mean we, we we already got back on track but to continue the momentum after the Gruden firing and trying to help new coach pistachio here keep things rolling <laughs> should we uh, call him coach pistachio now yeah that's ba- that's what I'm gonna call him just coach pistachio because that's pretty much what our beat writers could figure out to call him um uh, instead like- of pistachios what are those uh like lady finger type things that uh they make in italy like oh the type of like you dunk it in like oh coffee yeah uh, or... uh, biscotti yeah coach, coach biscotti. biscottis yeah <laughs> those are good i like those better than pistachios you take pistachios i'll take biscottios there you go uh, we had uh, actually biscotti sounds... <laughs> biscotti sounds better um well what did we have last week we had a uh, coach martinelli and, yeah, he's uh, still there. Yeah, Coach Martinelli. Coach still Martinelli. There. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So if they, like if we could keep uh, right now the Raiders, I feel like we need another win, right? Like as an organization, as a fan base, as a whole, the Raiders need to go out and get a win on Sunday. I don't care who it's against. This week it's against the Giants. Um, we need to move to six and two. We need to be yep. sitting at six and two playing Kansas City Sunday night in two weeks. Um, uh, so, so let's, this is a good, a really good chance for a bounce back this week. And I like the Raiders chances. So, you know, this is, um, I feel like, I felt like we needed a fresh start after Gruden. And now it's like, well, I feel like we need another fresh start here. So right. we've got all our defensive players minus, I think, Mullen. Um, and I mean, Javin White is back on the, uh, on the, practice squad nathan yep. peterman yep. is on the practice squad we, uh released both of those guys but got him back onto the practice squad and then uh they signed uh markel lee is back yeah and so he's actually on the roster and yep. then um haven't heard anything about morrow though i i don't know anything about uh Morrow coming back off of IR. Yeah. Still haven't heard anything about uh, Incognito coming back off of IR. Uh, And so I I think Jacobs will be fine. And I'm kind of getting off course. Well, we'll we'll steer back to this a different time. But just talking about players, we called up Dylan Stoner uh, from the practice squad. We're going to roll with four wide receivers. I just read, Micah, uh, as I'm sitting here, it's 10.05 p.m. my time, um, that on Friday, today, well, tomorrow for me, today for you, yeah. uh, that the Browns will be releasing Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's breaking news just now. So that is yeah. breaking news right now. And the odds of him getting claimed are very small it appears because he carries an eight million dollar cap hit most teams right now don't have that room and so he may clear waivers uh today deshaun jackson has cleared waivers so there are a couple 
I Charles wouldn't like both of those names, either of those names, in a Raider uniform. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson kind of takes that speed thing. Yep, uh, yep. It, Beckham, Beckham Jr., I, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings. Yes, he was good like three years ago. Yeah. He yeah. got traded to Cleveland. Right. I think that's probably part of the reason that he's not great anymore. But he's kind of a head case, Micah. I, do we need that right now? Like. Do we want that right now? Right. Is he right. just a head case because he's in Cleveland? The great Charles Woodson sent out a full endorsement of OBJ today. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know. He probably knows more about football than I'll ever want to know. It, it could be. We could be signing Odell Beckham Jr. next week. We could be signing... Deshaun Jackson, we might not sign any of them. I don't know, but yeah. those are two names that should be on the market this upcoming week when we play against the Chiefs. I'd like to see the Raiders go get somebody because, like, like you said, like at the very least for rotation, we need other players on the field. We can't be running, you know, Renfro, uh, Edwards, Zay Jones and Waller, you know, and Waller isn't even a wide receiver. You know, we can't be running those guys. I mean, they're going to, they have to come off for a couple of plays now and again, you know? Right. So we need more bodies. And I'm thinking, you know, Stoner and even, even Zay Jones, that's not exactly going to inspire. That's not going to strike fear into the hearts of defenses. You know, when, 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 Edwards and Waller are off the field. And I like I like either of those names. Like you said, Odell Beckham in, in Cleveland. You know, it could just be he was in Cleveland. That's tough. Um, they still, even now, you know, people aren't sure if Baker Mayfield's the guy or not there. Which is kind of surprising because they finally make it to the playoffs after however long. And, and you know, I know though they've had a terrific defense there. They have a fantastic run game that helps Mayfield. You know, it helps any quarterback out a lot. They call. I know that a lot of people kind of calling into question Mayfield as a quarterback. You know, the, the pure sense of being a quarterback and being able to lead. You know, take away the run game. Is he able to lead an this offense still? Um, take away a defense. Is he able to lead this offense still? Um, it's. So, so the Beckham thing intrigues me just because he's a playmaker, right? When Beckham's on the field, like, he's going to command respect. Same thing, though, with Deshaun Jackson. He's still, I, I think he showed it in a game or two uh, this year. Um, he's still got that playmaker. He's play got a couple, like, a 75 and an 85-yard touchdown on the year already, yeah. I think. And that's, that's that kind of that, what we're looking, you know, that's what Ruggs was for us. Um, that that bomb threat a few times a game where it's like you always had to make sure you had somebody over there, you know, because if you're gonna go one on one with him, you know, as soon as a good quarterback sees that, yeah, he's probably gonna get the ball if he can get you know two and a half seconds of 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 you know keeping the pocket clean. Um, right. And Jackson most of the time is gonna burn just about any corner out there. So. Um, I'd like either of those names. 
if it, if this all hadn't gone down right before the trade deadline, I'd have been wondering what it would take to pry Aguilar. Get you know, Aguilar's with the Patriots right now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He has all of like what, like six catches on the year or something like that. Yeah, he's not been very. He definitely wasn't as productive there as he was last year for the Raiders. Right. His I, contract's a little ballooned though. Is the only would be a problem that I could see there. Right. Right. Um, and would that, have been inter, would have been interesting, um, and, and maybe you know. I don't know. This is kind of looking down the field. Maybe this, or down the field, yes, uh, down the future. Does this kind of clear the way for Devontae Adams to to Las Vegas next year? I mean, we're gonna have loads of cap space, yeah. And he's got he's probably gonna want a load of money. But does this kind of does Rugs being gone? cause you know a, a ripple effect of yeah let's let's go all in on Devonte adams yeah we're gonna prime away from the packers and we reunite Carr and Devonte adams it, that could that could, be, could be a pipe dream that doesn't really help us this year but i mean if you could go get you know well, either deshaun jackson or obj or both of them for crying out loud why not uh and, and get them on you know a decent when I say decent, I know it's probably going to take a million or two for OBJ, but you know Deshaun Jackson might be like, I get tons of playing time now. I want to go play right. for the Raiders. Right. It's, and it's alleged uh, that Odell Beckham wants to play for a good quarterback, and they're saying, right. well, the Saints and the Raiders have shown the most interest, you know, according to rumors. And I'm going, you can't you tell go- me that he's looking at the Saints quarterback situation. I mean, there's no comparison between the Saints and the Raiders quarterback situation. Right. You've so got Trevor Simeon or or uh, Hill right. throwing to you versus Derek Carr, who's second in the league in passing yards. I think right. I would think i go there and If, if and you want play playing time and, and, a, and a team with a legit shot at the playoffs sitting right here right now, I know the Saints have beaten a couple good, you know, they, they took it to the Packers week one. They just took it to the Bucks. Um, I, I don't, I still don't trust the Saints in the long run. Um, I would think, I would take a pay cut to play for the Raiders, even for a season, um, over the Saints, even if the Saints offered me more money. If you're wanting more, you know, more time for more playing time. You're going to get that in Vegas right now. And um, so it's, that's going to be intriguing to see how that plays out and what happens there for sure, because um, the Raiders need somebody obviously. And, you know, as you said, looking to the future, I mean, Devonta Adams is somebody we've wanted since like this past off season. So depending on what happens with the Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like a a kind of, it looks like life hasn't been kind to him. I mean, that dude looks looks haggard, man. I, um, the long hair ain't doing it for Rogers. No, it, it, he nope. he just he looks kind of like a hobo. And now all this COVID stuff has come up. Uh, it kind of wouldn't surprise me. You know, we we had the reports earlier. It's like, what was it? What was that talk with the game show uh, that, that he hosted for a little bit? Jeopardy. Uh, Jeopardy. Yeah, it's like if they had asked somebody said if they had asked you to do that, would you have done it? He was like, Yeah, I would have. Like, you know, it, it just makes you wonder how much longer is he going to be playing football in general? You know, 
depending on how the season goes, I mean, you've got, like I said, he's sitting out this week with the COVID thing, which is real unfortunate because I really wanted the Packers to beat the um, the Chiefs, but that really hampers their 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 chances there, even though the Chiefs' defense is just absolutely horrendous. So they might still win. But like you pointed out, Tyler, maybe we've got a Tom Brady-Drew Bledsoe thing coming up here. Maybe Love steps in and just absolutely lights the Chiefs up. And then everybody's going, uh, maybe it's love time in, in Green Bay. So, you know, you never know. Um, but nope, you know, if, you don't. If things change there, if Rodgers decides to hang it up after the season, yeah, I 100% think Devontae Adams. If, if, if Rodgers hangs it up and the Raiders can make at least make the playoffs this year, I think I I would put good money on the fact I'd put good money on the Raiders go get Devontae Adams in the offseason. And And who nobody's gonna be mad about that. No. I mean and, and Devontae can you imagine Adams imagine that? I think Devontae Adams would love to come to Vegas. I think he'd love think to so come too. and play with Derek Carr. And he'd be like, Yeah, I'm down for this. Let's make it happen. You 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 know Carr be is gonna be in his ear if he hadn't been already, been like, bro. Let's let's do it. Let's reunite. Let's let's win some cha- let's win some championships here in Vegas. So, all that to say, get a little ahead of ourselves, but it lot to unpack as a Raider fan here. But Tyler, let's look at this week before we unpack everything. Playing the Giants, like we said, Giants shorthanded. It's not confirmed that Barkley's going to be out this week, but it's the chances are. I mean. It's Friday, my time. I don't think Barkley's practiced at all this week. The COVID stuff is still up in the air. Um, I, I had heard that whether he had COVID or not, they they really wanted to give him this week off, give it their their, their bye week starts after they play the Raiders on right. Sunday, right. give him that extra time to, to heal up and then give it a go again. But yeah. I mean, yeah. it it wouldn't hurt my feelings if he's out. Wouldn't <laughs> right. hurt my feelings if Dante Pettis is out. If if anybody else is out at, at this point, I'm not I'm not feeling sorry for anybody ever right. because we have put up with some really crappy stuff this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and six and two sounds real nice. I from here on out because after after the Giants, man, we've got the Chiefs. That's not going to be a pushover game. It's not. Uh, the division games are always tough. Um, you got the Chiefs. Uh, we've got, I think after that, wasn't that the Cowboys? Or do we have the Bengals, then the Cowboys? No, I think it's... Uh, the Bengals first. Okay. So it Bengals. goes Chiefs, Bengals, and then the Bengals are on Sunday. We play on Thursday. Yeah. So real short week for the Cowboys. Yeah. But it's... I don't know if Prescott's back that week or not. We can hope, we can cross our fingers that he's not but my guess is in two weeks he probably will be yeah that'd be my guess he'd be back so it's the the next three games like we're gonna need all the wins we can get I feel like because the Raiders are really gonna be tested there for about three weeks in a row Bengals even though they just got off an embarrassing loss to the Jets I think that was a little bit they were looking over the fence towards uh who would have been I think they were gonna play the aren't they playing the Steelers next I think I don't remember anyway um uh the Bengals aren't a pushover, the Chiefs aren't a pushover, and the Cowboys certainly aren't a pushover, uh, unless Prescott's out. But that Cowboys defense is still pretty dirty, um, and they've got plenty of playmakers at the wide receiver position with Judy 
and uh, uh, tight ends, and, and then you've just got Zeke Elliott. Um, they're they're a good team. So how's Raiders- this for how's this for foreshadowing? Talking about the schedule, so you got the Cowboys after the Cowboys is Washington, then you've got the Chiefs, then guess who? Is it Denver? Nope, it's the Browns. Okay, there you go. There you go. What what if OBJ suits up for the Raiders against <laughs> the Browns? There you go. I'm just thinking outside. I'm I'm thinking there. I'm they, I'm, I'm stringing things along. I'm trying thinking, to use my brain power. I, I, I'm almost I'm almost wondering if Odell Beckham wouldn't mind a little uh, a chance at a little revenge this year against his former team. I uh, get to play some of his own uh, corners and. As we say, competitive advantage, Tyler. Yes, you know? we do. We We're like start that. Getting late we like that this. Dennis Allen term. It's about the only thing from Dennis Allen we like, but we do like it. We have this, um, you know, at that point in the season, don't know where we're at, but, uh, you know, it might be every scrapping for every win that we can get. So that's why this week feels really important. We need to get to that six and two mark because – Look, I'm a very optimistic Raider fan, but I i mean, I don't go into the season going, yeah, it looks like a 17-0 season to me. I'm realistic. We're realistic here behind the eye patch. You've got to think over the next three weeks between Kansas City, between between the Bengals, between the, the, the Cowboys, the Raiders are going to drop one or two of those games. I, you know, it pains me to say it, but like, I don't like playing the Cowboys on a short week. The Cowboys... You know, on Thanksgiving, traditionally, I mean, we, I, I remember, what was it? Four or five years ago, we played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken, Tyler. Lost that game. And I think that was the one we started off. The kickoff was fumbled and the Raiders scored a touchdown. Like, the, 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 the Cowboys fumbled the opening kickoff and then the Raiders got was a touchdown. That, the, that was towards Christmas. Was that a Christmas game? I thought that was Thanksgiving. I thought that was Hold a Thanksgiving on. game, and we started Hold off up. red hot. Hey. I thought we start, it was like 10 to nothing or something like that. And then the Cowboys started to march, and then we ended up just getting, like, blown out. And, and and But all I'd say, I don't like a short week against the Cowboys. The Chiefs, for all their flaws, it's still the Chiefs. And, and the Bengals, they've got a good defense, and they've got something good going there with Joe Burrow. Um, so, like I said, you I don't expect us... We win all three of those games. I mean, we're pretty much in the playoffs at that point. Um, but but you got to think we drop one or two. Hopefully, not all three. Um, and and so we got to get this win here because it's it's one of the easier games on the schedule. And so we need to pick these games up from here on out. We can't we can't afford to lose like those those Chicago Bear games. You know, we we got to win these. And every team throughout this whole season. There's nobody that's really been like a powerhouse. You know, you've seen the Bucks lose a couple bad games, even for all the good games that they've played. You know, you've seen the Packers just absolutely get whooped week one. Um, you know, you've seen the Bills stumble. You saw Tennessee stumble. Um, so, so it's stumbling's going to happen. But the Raiders, for how tight I feel like the AFC West race is going to be, uh, even with that extra spot, like. Gotta get a win this week. It, it, we, we, we gotta move to six and two heading into the tougher stretch of our um, of our schedule. So then, even if we drop a couple of those games, but we can win, you know, we're still sitting at you know seven and four, still looking good. 
and uh, you know with with games against like the Washington football team with Denver again um, uh, even the Chargers you know I like our chances against the Chargers that's usually always a 50-50 game you know I think we're gonna have to hit that 10 win mark Tyler I think we're gonna have to get to 10 wins Um, yeah I agree so the last time we played the the Cowboys that was uh, 2017 in Oakland do you remember do you remember that game oh yeah now that I look now that I look back on it, uh, that was the uh, index card game. That was the index card game, yeah. yeah. But there, I could have sworn there was a game we played the Cowboys, though, on Thanksgiving. And maybe it was further back than that. Maybe this was longer. Maybe this was like eight or ten years ago. It could ago. have been Oakland and Dallas in 2013. Okay, maybe that's when it was. Greg Jenkins had a 23-yard fumble return and a Seabass kick. And then DeMarco Murray... And then Rashad Jennings scored two touchdowns. And then DeMarco Murray again. So it's 21-14. Then Dez Bryant from Tony Romo knots it up at 21. Another DeMarco Murray run, a field goal, and then a Seabass kick. And so we had we ended up losing 31-24. Okay, I think that's the one I was thinking of. Because uh, I remember that, golly, dude, that was almost 10 years ago. Can you believe that? I thought that was almost only like five or six years ago. But, yeah. anywho. Uh, Matt uh, McGloin started that game for the Raiders. Wow. And we wow. still, so we had Rashad Jennings, Darren McFadden, Andre Holmes had seven receptions for 136 yards that game. Wow. Do you remember Rod Streeter? Oh, yeah, Streeter. Rod Streeter was in that game. Michael Rivera, Marcel Rees, uh, Taiwan Jones. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Greg Jenkins. Uh, Marquette King was punting for us at oh, that time. Uh, we had Nick Roach. That was like one of the very few times that he played for us. Charles Woodson was there, Brandinian Ross, Usama Young, Pat Sims was on the defensive line, Lamar Houston was still around. So, you know, one anyways. of the things I was looking at the Giants game, I watched the Giants and the Chiefs game, and the Giants kind of reminded me of an old Raiders team. Well, not so old, but a lot of stupid mistakes. They shot themselves in the foot over and over again. Um,. So, you know, I I like the Raiders' chances this week, Tyler, and let's get into that. What what do you see happening this week? Um, short week for the Giants, coming off a bye for the Raiders, but historically the Raiders are very bad off of bye weeks. Um, what? Give me a score prediction. Tell me what, how you think this thing goes down. Oh, man. I, I'm hoping... With the whole Ruggs tragedy happening early enough in the week that by Sunday, these guys have their their heads into the game. I yeah. I do not envy anybody on the Raiders right now. I, this has got to be so difficult for for all of them to to lose a. a a family member is what the coaching staff has said today in pressers is they're like a family. And I get that. Yeah. But I do think that with Carr, with, I, I'm, I'm shocking myself saying this, but in Crosby, <laughs> uh, those leaders um, are, 
Zay Jones, I think, is probably stepping up and being like, look, guys, we still have, like they said when they lost Gruden, all of their goals are in front of them. I I do think that the, the Giants come out, and I think that they play hard for about three quarters. And then I think at the end, the Raiders are going to just be like, Time to time to put the the pedal to the metal. I'm gonna say that the Raiders are gonna put up. We're gonna do shoot. Let's go 24 to 14. I think is what what I 24 17. Raiders win by a touchdown. I told you and Birch Raiders by 50, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll go with 50 <laughs> to nothing. 50 burger. You know, I was just looking at um, Daniel Jones, been sacked 17 times so far this season, averaging over two times a, a game. Uh, and they seem to kind of come in batches, like they, they like games where he's getting sacked like three or four times a game and then he'll have like no sacks, um, which bodes well for our defensive line who likes to get after the quarterback and pressure. And I don't think Daniel Jones does particularly well under pressure. One thing that the Raiders are going to have to watch out for, he likes to take off and run, and he can. So they're going to have to contain him in the pocket. Down Sterling Shepard, down, you know, Barkley, um, you know, assuming. that That's a big blow for that. Uh, an offense that is already not great, Tyler. Um, in rushing yards, they're like, tw- they're 29th in the league right now. Averaging like eighty nine or like eighty five rushing yards a game or something like that. So not not a massive. Th- and I know a lot of that has to do with Barkley not being healthy. But I think that between the seventeen sacks and being 29th in the league in rushing, also says something about the offensive line, uh, the offensive line play of the of the Giants. Uh, I, yeah, like you said, this didn't happen like tonight, where all of a sudden it's like whoa. You know, Ruggs is supposed to be on a play with us, you know, and all of a sudden this, you know, there's time to process this, to go through this, and then to, yeah, like I said, get your head back on for the game this week. For the Raiders, there's really no excuse. There's, there's still, like, plenty of playmakers on this team. you got Darren Waller, you got Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau, who I've beat his drum for a long time, and he came up big last week with Waller out, I should say, two weeks ago. Um... Uh, even Brian Edwards has been having a great season so far. Uh, there are plenty of playmakers. Uh, Kenyon Drake, we've started to use him the past couple weeks. Boy, has that been fun to watch. Isn't that nice to, like, you pay somebody and then you actually use them? You use That's them. That's really nice. And then they start, like, doing what you were hoping they would do, becoming, like, that juggernaut on your offense. And it's like, whoa, it's fun watching him play. Like, it's fun watching him getting the ball out of the backfield. Little swing passes, little wheel routes. There are, there is, and, then, and then, of course, Josh Jacobs. There are so many playmakers on this offense that all can contribute. It's not like, you know, it's not like the, the Buccaneers just lost Mike Evans. And you're going, well, what the heck does this offense do now? Because we ran everything through Mike Evans. Look, Ruggs was becoming... A cog in this offense, right? But, it, but by no means was he a superstar, or by no means was it like it's not like Waller went out, you know? And it's right. like, oh my gosh, like how this is going to be a tough hill to climb. It's a tough blow 
putting putting aside the tragedy of everything and looking at this just as purely from a sports perspective, it's a blow to the offense, but it's not something that should be like, well, there goes the season, you know, and can't can't make the playoffs now. That's not right. an excuse for if we miss the playoffs. Well, that's Carr, like, Carr has been finding like what eight different receivers a right. game. Right. It's it's not like we can't spread out. You know, Ruggs is. I I know he had like a hundred and something yards in his last game, but like we can spread out those other five. You know, five six passes that go yeah. his way. You know, Zay Jones steps up and takes a couple of those. Waller maybe gets a little bit more involved. I mean, it's kind of kind of weird to me. We targeted him nineteen times in the game against the Ravens. And since then, it's like we don't target Waller hardly ever now. I if it's just defenses taking him away or what, but I mean, he just he. Yeah. We thought, holy crap, this guy's on on pace for two hundred yeah. and something targets this year. This is insane. And then it's kind of dropped off. And then, like you said, we kind of saw that emergence of Foster Moreau in the game against the Eagles. Had a fantastic touchdown catch. Crucial catches. Yep. was able to find the soft spots in the zones uh, that the Eagles were running, and Carr just tore them apart. And so there are uh, – my my biggest concern is not necessarily weapons. It's it's the – are they in good enough shape? Are they – if one of them goes down, wh- what do you do? We, right. we Like I said, we have four wide receivers on the active roster this week because we brought up Dylan Stoner, but – I I envision I would think that the Raiders go out and get at least like um a, a J- John Brown is out there um they're you know Willie Sneed just left but he's just on the the, the practice Panthers squad. practice squad <laughs> his services were really needed thank you um but <laughs> he you know you could even go get Sneed again if you really wanted to. Right. There are some names. Are they going to be Henry Ruggs' like successor? Gonna, no. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that comes until either you draft somebody in the draft this year or you go you go out and you get Devontae Adams or some, some name like that. Right. But I think, you know, Moreau can step up. Waller will step up. Uh, Zay Jones will step up. You've got Drake who's been deadly – out of the backfield stepping up my boy Hunter Renfro like yeah. that he can step up there there's it's not like there are a ton it's just it's not like Henry Ruggs was just the only offensive weapon we had right we have a right. bunch of weapons Carr uses them all let's go I mean, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. There's no reason, and like I said, Josh Jacobs, sorry, Ingold, even you yeah. know, coming out of the backfield. Those two guys also great receivers out of the backfield. So yeah. it, there's no shortage of players by yeah. any means. It's the depth that worries me because if one of those players goes down, then what do you do? Um, right. That's right. kind of what worries me. And and that to me is. Um, yeah, it's the depth which we hope you know you hope they would address um, you know in the next week or so, which I would think they would. You can't be running around with like praying that a receiver doesn't go down or else you know 
half of your offensive playbook gets thrown out because you don't have the personnel for it. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of playmakers on this team. And, and I think it speaks a lot, too, you were mentioning earlier, you know, Waller gets all these targets and all of a sudden it drops off. I think that speaks a lot to Carr being able to maneuver around and spread the ball around and, and being able to find the open players and not just run the offense through Waller and becoming like this team that, well, unless the Carr-Waller connection's good, we're bad. You know, that's never a recipe for success. You might get away with, you know, a, f- a handful of games every year where yeah, Waller's going to light the opposing defense up, and that's fine. You would hope you know, that's what you want out of a superstar anybody, superstar tight end, superstar wide receiver. But for te- for a team to be successful, you've got to have at least one or two other playmakers, and I think the Raiders do. I, there's no question about that. Just between, I would say, Renfro and Jacobs and Drake, uh, just those other targets, Edwards, like I said, coming along as well. I think Edwards is going to continue to develop this year and continue to become a weapon. Um, like I said, if anything, everybody's going to see their targets increase. And and again, not an excuse for the Raiders losing rugs. Um, if they could, if you could make it over the hump of your coach resigning, you know, midway through the week, a quarter of the way through the season. You know, losing losing a, a, a receiver that was just starting to come on and come into his own, you sh- you should definitely be able to overcome that as well. Again, from a just a purely football standpoint. So right, I, I, I it's an East Coast game. I like it though for the Raiders just because the Giants are banged up. The Giants have a short week. The Giants are almost to the bye. I think you have a good point there. I think the Giants when you have a superstar running back like that. I don't think they're going to push it. I think they're going to go, look, let's give this guy two more weeks, um, three more weeks, really, and 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 get him 100%. Giants, what do they sit at right now? Aren't they like two and five right two now? Two and six. Two and six. Yeah, they're two and six, fourth in the yeah. East. And I'm they're, just looking at, I'm just looking at some, uh, some stats right now. So, the, the Giants have 15 touchdowns on the year. They've given up 23. Uh, seven of them rushing, 15 of them passing. I We have not yet been able to run the ball very well, and I think this could be a good way to, to get a, you know, to get a bounce back is just yeah. let Carr do his thing. 15 passing touchdowns, that's... That's kind of right up Carr's alley this year, right. so I I think they'll come up with a good game plan where you know probably focus more on on the passing than than the running, but maybe they come out and surprise us and hit hit the uh, Giants with the run a little bit more. But yeah, they've given up uh, nineteen hundred, almost seventeen hundred passing yards and nine hundred eighty six. Uh, yards on the ground average yards per run against the Giants is 5.5 yards a carry oh my oh my and they're averaging they are averaging 5.5 yards a carry as well but um they just don't have the volume of plays they don't run the ball as much they've got Devonte Booker who's their leading rusher 
um, who was on the Raiders last year. And they have another familiar face. Mike Glennon is their uh, backup quarterback. So Yeah. So uh, this is a very – no excuses for this. It's not like we're going against – it's not like, well, the D- offense is bad, but they've got a good defense. It's like pretty much all the way down the line with the Giants. It, it's pretty poor. I mean, you're two and six. The season's over. I mean, let's be honest. It, it, you need a miracle at this point. Not with the way that just the you know the Cowboys are playing. You know, the the Cowboys were able to sneak a win this week even without uh, Dak Prescott. So, I, I just think this team is starting to kind of head down and out. I think the Raiders get it done. I'm gonna go twenty-seven thirteen. I'm going to go 27-13, Raiders win. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think, uh, yeah, I like the Raiders. Uh, East Coast, no, it doesn't matter. Kind of, I think we put that behind us a little bit. I think Raiders moved to 6-2, and two, heading into the crucial, crucial Sunday night game against the Chiefs. That's going to be big. That's going to be big. So, um, yeah. Uh, we talked about so Hopefully nothing much. crazy happens before we play the Chiefs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, hopefully, you know, the NFL doesn't decide to, like, do any other BS, you know. Oh, by the way, we found that Carr, when he was eight and on Twitter, um, he sent this message that uh, we thought everybody would like to see in our investigation. You know, like, Twitter wasn't even around back then, you know. <laughs> So anyway. Oh, we meant Facebook. I'm not real sure that Carr had Facebook at eight years old either. MySpace then. Uh, I think uh, MySpace, my bad. Oh, yes, MySpace. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Tyler, give me... Give, I, I've thought a lot about this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with this before, before we shut up here and let people get about their business. There have been a lot of teams just kind of looking through. It's been a weird year. Not a weird year. It's been a fun year in the NFL just because, like, it's been unpredictable. We've seen a lot of upsets. We've seen, you know, these teams taking it to other teams. And then also these teams you think are invincible. Um, Also dropping it, you know, dropping the ball. Um, Give me a team right now that that, that has a winning record but you think isn't as good as their record shows. Like, almost like the Denver Broncos of a few weeks ago. You know, 3-0, and we're reading articles, oh, the Broncos are for real, and uh, the Raiders, I don't know, they have a lot to prove Yeah, I'm like, we just beat the Ravens and the Steelers. What are you talking about? They're like, I don't know about that. Like, we could, nobody, like, we all saw that coming from a mile off. What's, the Broncos have lost, what, four? They, well, they just won last week. But up to yeah, that point, so they lost four, four, four in a row. Yeah, four and four. Give me a team with a winning record that you think is actually wor- that is going to end the season poorly. That's not going to make the a team right now that might be projected to get into the playoffs. That you think by the end of the year, I don't think they're making it in. Hmm, that's a good question. You know, kind you know what a, mine was. Can I give you mine? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm looking the, this, at standings right now. This might shock some people. But I don't think they're as good as their record shows. And I don't know why. Call it a gut. Call it a hunch feeling. I've seen some of their wins and losses, and I'm not impressed. They did beat us. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers, Tyler. I There's just something about them. I'm not sold. It would not surprise me at all if they go down to Philadelphia and lose again this week. They're 4-3. and three. Everybody thinks that Herbert is like the next 
you know, John Elway or Joe Montana. And while I do believe Herbert's a good quarterback, I just, I'm not sold that this year the, the Chargers are going to go 12-5 and, and 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 win the division. And, you know, the odds makers have them as, you know, one of the teams that's going to win the AFC West. And even though the Raiders are at 5-2, and two, the Raiders still only have, like, a in their opinion, 20% chance to win the West. And I, I just, I don't know. I, the Chargers started off too hot. I've watched enough NFL football over the past 20 years of life uh, of watching the NFL. There's just something not, don't, I wouldn't count my chickens there yet. I'm going, I, I this team, I can see the Chargers ending like 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven this year. And, and missing out on the playoffs. That's my team. I'm going with the hunch. I don't believe the Chargers are as good as everybody is hyping them up to be. I don't know if this fits or not, but and it's really hard for me to see somebody other than the Titans winning the AFC South because they've got the Colts, they've got the Jags, and you've got the Texans. The Jags and Texans are a combined 2-13. and 13. Oh, my heavens. You add the Colts onto that. They just beat the Jets tonight. They're 4-5. and five. The Titans are right now are 6-2. and two. But, Micah, they just lost for arguably the best running back in the NFL maybe over the past two, three years. Derrick Henry is probably done for the season. They brought in Adrian Peterson. Running is a big is a big part of their identity. My question is, can they continue to do what they want to do and run the ball and play tough defense? Are they going to have to rely on Tannehill to th- to throw the ball? I just I don't think I can meet all the criteria that you want me to meet of them, like being projected to be in the playoffs and then falling out. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It, it, that, I yeah. can, that's tough. Cause there's really like, listen to some of these records, the a- NFC East Cowboys six and one, the next closest is the Eagles at three and five. So good grief! So the Cowboys like need good. to win like two more, and they're good. You know, right, <laughs> right. The Cardinals. This might be one of the better divisions. Is the NFC West? Cardinals are seven and one. Rams are seven and one. I really don't see either of them falling out of that race. I don't right. see the Seahawks coming up. I don't think the 49ers are coming up. In the NFC North, I mean, you've got the Packers at seven and one. The next closest team is the Vikings at three and four, and the Bears at three and five, and the Lions are zero and eight. I'm gonna go with this. I I I had I had wanted to say this before, and then I was looking at the AFC again, but I think the Saints. I think the Saints are in trouble. They are five and two right now. Behind the Buccaneers, who are six and two, but I, I think after losing, not that Jameis Winston is like the end all be all. I mean, right. imagine. I feel I. I was talking to a, a coworker the other day. I feel really bad for the Saints head coach, uh, Peyton. Uh, what's his first name? Sean. Payton. It's not Gary Peyton. Sean Peyton. Uh, Sean Peyton. Thank you. Um, Sean Peyton went from a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees 
to somebody who stole crab legs in college in Jameis Winston. I mean, yeah. it, the the fall off there is dramatic. Yeah. But now you go from Jameis Winston to to Simeon, Trevor Simeon, and perhaps uh, uh, Hill, uh, Taysom Hill, comes in and plays a little bit at quarterback. But my goodness, like that's even Jameis is not coming back. I'm I'm thinking that that these guys are gonna slide. The Saints will probably slide unless Kamara just gets like. 50 touches a game that's that's maybe the only way that they win but i'm gonna go i think that meets all of your criteria they may fall out of the playoff race i think their record is probably better than what they truly are right now and especially with that injury to to Jameis winston i think they kind of fall out of that race a little bit just because of the drop off in quarterback play yeah i i agree because i'm looking at the titans even without derrick henry you know they've got the Rams this this Sunday night, which is that's that's a tough one. Um, but then they play the Saints. This is the Titans. They're gonna play the Saints, Texans, Patriots, and Jacksonville. Very, I that's mean, pretty easy. Even schedule. without Derrick Henry, you gotta imagine. I mean, they'll beat the Texans, beat Jacksonville, no problem. Patriots and Saints are the only two teams they might slip up on a little bit. Uh, but still, that puts them at least at eight wins. They play Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans. Nah, you you got to think cakey. there's at least two more wins in there as well. Oh, so yeah. That's a, Easy. That's, that's a 10-win season minimum, even without Derrick Henry. This team might right. have been on its way towards a like a 12-5 and or even a 13-4 and type season with Derrick Henry. Um, so I think the Tennessee, even uh, in the long run, like I think it takes them out of – what I would consider like potential Super Bowl, uh, right? Uh, unless all of a sudden, uh, our our boy from Boise State, Jeremy McNichols, all Jeremy of a sudden, McNichols. Like, and and he was a bruiser running back at Boise State. I, he's just nobody's King Henry. Um, no. So so unless all of a sudden they find and Adrian Peterson isn't all of a sudden going to become Adrian Peterson of, of six years ago, you know, or. How long has he been in the league? For like 20 years now or something Oh, like Lee, that? he's, yeah, he's, he's been, I mean, he started with, I'm trying to think of all the teams he's played with too. I mean, he started with the, the Vikings. That's right. That's right. He was wow. with the Vikings for a long time. And then I know he's played with the Washington football team. Yeah. I obviously now he's with the Titans. I don't know who else he's. Pl- I feel like there's. I'm missing somewhere in there, another team. Yeah, but it seems like yeah, there's somebody else in there. Anywho, yeah, it's not like he's gonna come in there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's fine. And like I said before, and I said this in our, in a, this isn't quite Raider related. I'll shut up about it after this. But I feel like a lot of what the Titans' run game was was that it. I, I feel like Henry created a lot of the yards it wasn't because they had some like this fantastic offensive line that opened up big holes for Henry I feel like Henry created a lot of the yards and then finally but that's why he just got better as the game went on defenses just basically got tired of tackling him by halfway through the third you know two and a half quarters in and then that's when he started breaking open the game and they started you know were able to take over so if you don't have that type of running back that can that can 
physically beat you down for two and a half or three quarters and finally start taking its toll by the fourth quarter. Um, I think the Titans are going to lose a few more, but I think yeah. they're good enough at this point to still get into the playoffs. Um, anyway. so, so here's here's Adrian Peterson. So okay. from 2007 is when he was drafted. So we're looking 14 years in the league. 2007 to 2016, he was in Minnesota. 2017, he played, he only had 27 carries for 81 yards. I think he got injured, but that was in New Orleans. Then he spent a year in Arizona. And then he went to Washington for two years. And then he played last year with Detroit. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a an alphabet soup of teams, if you will. That is insane! Wow, that's I I I had forgotten. I remember he had played with a few teams, but I remember I remember him so much because he played Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl, in that famous Fiesta Bowl uh, uh, with Oklahoma. With Jared Zabransky, the hook and Ian Johnson. Yep, yeah, yeah. So and we beat. Was them. Austin Pettis in that game too? I believe so. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, we're reaching back, Micah. We should do a Boise State podcast too. <laughs> we're well versed in many things, Raider Nation. That that's right. I'm still waiting for the Raiders to to pick a Boise State player. Maybe we'll get Kellen Moore as head coach next year. I don't Ooh. know. I think it's going to be tough to pry him out of Dallas. I think it's going to have to be a head coaching position to get him out of yep. Dallas. I saw a report today. Another side note. The TCU, the Horned Frogs, were interested in Kellen Moore for the head coach. I, I saw like, that as well. Are you insane? You go, you you could be the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, or you could be the head coach for TCU. I'm sorry, but like next, I stay in the NFL. I think. Yeah, yeah, no way. And then here's yeah. a, here's a wide receiver that the that the Raiders could target, and this is why people listen to Behind the Eye Patch, Khalil Shakir. Go check him out. Khalil Shakir is an animal. Uh, that there's a pickup right there. I'd love to see the Raiders snack. There, there, there'd be a, a worthy fourth round pick right there. Fourth, Tyler. fifth rounder. Yeah, we always seem to hit. I was looking back at drafts of old. Just about every year, even back into the early two thousands, fifth round draft picks just work out for the Raiders. Yeah, it, it's it's weird, but it, there's a trend there. So Khalil Shakir. From he Boise just, State, he good reminds wide me of receiver. a more athletic. He, re, he reminds me of like a Cooper Cup, yeah, type wide receiver. Like but he might be faster. Yeah, he's he's that middle of the field wide receiver. He could take your he could take your wide receiver screen for forty yards. He could take your slant, you know, break a tackle and and is gone. Um, really good over the middle of the field. Even fantastic, you know, side on, along the sideline, like he does it all. So go look up Khalil Shakir, Boise State. Dude's having a phenomenal year, even though the Broncos are having a down year, according to Boise State standards. So um, nice little find there, Tyler. I like that. I like that. We'll thank get you, a Boise thank State. You, thank you. We'll get a Boise State player on 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 our team yet. It, it'll happen someday. Someday some we point. will. And then I'll Micah, buy that jersey. We, I, I came up with a question of the week. Do you have do you have five more minutes? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was in my office today at work and I had this thought occur to me. 
there's a lot of different kinds of chips. Give oh. me brands, flavors, all kinds of stuff, right? Doritos, Lay's, all, all those different kinds. Give me your most underrated, underappreciated flavor of chip. Oh, wow. That's a good... One that you that you like at a party and you're like, oh my gosh, people, why aren't people opening this bag of chips? That is so underrated. I, okay, I've got two potentially. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna hit you with the first one. All right. Because I don't know if it's underrated or not. You tell me. I feel like salt and vinegar chips are very are underrated in my opinion. I agree. Uh, I like salt and vinegar chips, but they are very underappreciated I think it's more for a refined palate if you right. will and I feel like when people go when you buy chips for a party you're gonna get barbecue chips you're gonna get um, you're gonna get original lays you're gonna get um, even uh, 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 how what was I thinking a barbecue even like a cheddar like a cheddar or a sour cream type chip there are two I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in one more bonus. I feel like the salt. I'll go. I'll take a salt and vinegar over all of those chips most any day. But it's oftentimes what I'm feeling. I'm gonna also throw in the dill pickle chip. The dill pickle chip. I am a massive fan of the dill pickle chip. And um, you're not. That's not one that people are gonna buy and bring to a party. I, there are a few. There are a select few out there that would buy that and bring it to a party. And there'd be even a selector or a few that would actually eat it at a party. And um, I feel like. When all the bags of chips are eaten, the dill pickle and the um, salt and vinegar are going to be some of the last that are still there, which is just a shame, but also means more for me. So there you go. Amen. I, uh, the reason, there was just this bag of Lay's barbecue chips in my office, and I opened up this bag of Lay's barbecue chips, and I was like, man, like, that that's not a chip that I go for at a party. Usually it's like the Doritos. I, I'm a fan of Doritos, whether it's okay. nacho cheese or, you know, the spicy chili or the even just the, the cooler ranch or whatever. I'm kind of more of like a tortilla chippy guy. Um, but I opened up, like, I just, I couldn't stop eating those barbecue chips. And a lot of times the barbecue chips are ones that are left on the table at the end of the party too, along with... The salt and vinegars. It's like people just don't appreciate the smoky and the smoky kind of almost sweet flavor um, that comes from the barbecue chip. Like a really nice kettle, a kettle cooked, even just a Lay's regular cooked barbecue chip. I felt like, man, that is really underrated because a lot of times they're left on the table. Or people are just like, oh, it's just barbecue. But Right, it's kind of plain. It's like, ah, everybody sees barbecue. You know? Yeah, but but that, just, I don't know, maybe it was just me today. Maybe it was just something in the air. But I thought, man, that barbecue chip was super underrated because people just kind of leave it there. It's just like, a, ugh, it's barbecue. But it, it was good. And I was really, as now you that, can tell, I was quite excited about yeah, you're, this you're bag of stupid barbecue chips. Now, here's the here's a, a deeper question, if, if we can dive in a little deeper here. Um, 
which you always get at Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We always like to go deeper than most. Uh, do you go kettle cooked or regular? Do you have a preference? Because that's, to me, I recently, like kettle cooked. I, I like that extra crunchiness. Yeah. I, if if I have a regular versus a kettle, I'm going to choose a kettle. I, I just like that yeah. extra crunch. I really do. Yeah. It, it, the, a regular chip is fine, but it's quite light and airy. When you have a kettle cooked chip, it's got like some backbone to it. You know, it's, right. It's, a, it's hearty. Yeah, it's a hearty chip if a chip can be hearty. And, and a kettle cooked chip, it just... Yeah, it just packs more punch. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a kettle cooked chip fan myself, personally. So, they. Yes. Uh, also, you, my runner up, since you got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dip, I want to hear a second. Salsa Verde chips. Oh, yes. Yes. From Tostitos. Mm. They're a corn chip base. They're not a potato chip, but they are a corn chip based chip. That's oh, fair. man. A nice. A nice salsa verde flavor. You can hit hints of onion, hints of ch- green chili, hints of tomato. It just—it's a party. It's a fiesta in la boca. That means a party in the mouth. Like That—that's what it is. It's just—it's just a real treat. That's a a really underrated chip. I feel like too, because I never see those at a party. It's all unless it's you, me, and Birch hanging out. Right. Like those just aren't on the menu. I feel like the three most the, the, the three chips that you'll always see at every party, I'm gonna go regular Lay's or just yep. original anything. Original right. ruffles or like original ruffles Lays. or just something salty. Yeah, yeah. I'm also gonna go Cheetos. I feel like a lot of people bring Cheetos. And then Doritos. I think a lot yeah. of people get Doritos. Just the regular yeah. nacho Doritos. Or yep. even like a cool ranch. Uh, both are and nothing against any of those chips. All solid chips in their way, I'll eat them all. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I like, I like to go for something a little bit more, a little different. Now, have you tried the Southern barbecue heat lays? I think um, it's called sweet Southern barbecue heat or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't think I have. Now that there's a chip right there that that'll make a man out of you. I, I, are they hot? They, they've got some kick to it, but it's not enough kick where you're like, Oh, like, uh, it's not a ghost pepper. Right. Or a, right. or a Carolina Reaper. I think it's called Sweet Southern... Uh, sweet Southern Heat Barbecue. Bar- okay. Sweet Barbecue Southern Heat. Something like that. Anyway, it's a Lay's chip. Go get yourself a bag of those. Do your taste buds a flavor. Oh, <laughs> a flavor. I, I, hey I see what you did there. I yeah, see what you did there. That's wordplay. That's word smithery right there, Tyler. Um, uh, and... Uh, Go get a bag of those. If you, I'm sure you've seen them in the store, Raider Nation. Go get a bag of those. Try them out if you haven't already. And thank me later because those are delicious. Absolutely delicious. So, anyway. I'm going to have we, to check that out because I haven't seen those in the... Well, honestly, like my wife does all the shopping. I don't know the last time I went into a store. So... Well, put it on cheers, the list. Cheers to, to my wife on that one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, dilly dilly to your wife. Um... Hey, Tyler, we've, I feel like we've caught up over the past two weeks of being away. We're going to try to be on it a little bit more, be a little bit more consistent. Um, uh, so we'll try to drag the lusty voice of Birch back this way. Yeah, that's soon. three weeks in a row, though. Yeah, I'm low-key disappointed once, in Birch. Strike one, fool me twice, strike 
three. Yeah, yeah. In the words of Michael Scott. Game, set, match. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's we'll get him back on the pod. That's mainly the reason most people listen. Right. Um, is to hear him. And, and I don't blame him because when no. I listen to the when I re-listen to the podcast, uh, there's something very pleasurable about the sound of his melodious voice. So, <laughs> yes. anyhow, very we'll lusty. get him back on. We'll keep it going. And hopefully this time next week, Tyler, we're sitting here talking about the 6-2 and two Raiders getting ready to take on Kansas City Sunday night. Um, if we lose to the Giants, I'm going to be a little worried. I'm going to be a little worried. Not not going to lie to you. So yeah. But I, I don't know. I think with I think I think they'll be okay this week. I really yeah. do. I've yeah. I've had my doubts, but I I'm back on I'm back on the train. Let's get it. Let's get it. Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Appreciate you all. Hang in there. We'll all get through this, and hopefully, come January, be sitting on the couch watching Carr and the Raiders taking on some team and. Uh, in a little postseason action. Oh man, this just gets me excited saying that. Yes, it does. Anyhow, Tyler, appreciate you, man. Raider Nation, hang in there, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Just win, baby. 